Welcome to Black Talk Radio, hosted by Kristen Ayana. Listen as we discuss the latest in Black culture, Black news, and Black entertainment. What's good, y'all? It's your girl, Kristen Ayana, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in Black culture, Black news, and Black entertainment. Now, I'm super duper excited because we have a special guest in the building. Mia, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I just came across your music, loved it, super duper dope. So I'm really happy to chop it up with you today on this beautiful Sunday. Yes. So first things first, can you just tell everyone who may or may not know where are you from? And of course, you know, what made you start getting into music? Yes, well, I'm Mia Taylor, everybody. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, um, Brooklyn, 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 exactly. Brooklyn. Exactly, <laughs> all my Brooklyn people out there. Uh, yeah. um, I would definitely say what inspired me to start music was my family. Mm. Um, I grew up in a musical household. My aunt's, a mu- my aunt's a singer. My grandfather was a musician. He played still pan. So it was, like, really instilled in me, and it was, mm. I was always, like, surrounded by it. It's part of my upbringing, so I was just like, at first it was a hobby now I'm just like I really fell in love with it when I was around 14 so mm. and I've been doing it ever since so yeah oh wow so at 14 what type of um things musically were you doing like were you performing in school were you like recording in the studio what was that like yeah so at 14 I met my mentor I would say I met her at 13 but 14 was when I decided I wanted to be an artist mm. um I was singing part like on the side because I went to school for dance I danced professionally since I was three up until Mm -hmm. like 18 so in my mind I thought I was about to be this whole like ballerina dance (laughs) dancer and like God was like nope we have a different plan for you (laughs) um but yeah um I started dancing I mean yeah so I danced and then I started taking music more seriously my family found out I can sing when I was 10 years old I was Mm -hmm. at a like a dance camp mm-hmm. and the director was like we need somebody to just sing so she just started making all of us just start singing and she was like oh you're actually pretty good <laughs> and she put me up there and i sang um hopelessly devoted from like greece and then like my parents were at the show and my dad was like so nervous i can just see him and he was like i was so scared that you were about to embarrass yourself because <laughs> he had no idea but granted i was singing the entire time with my eyes closed this is when I was 10, and then I told my grandma, I was like, I want to be a singer, I don't want to dance anymore. But my parents were like, no, you have to finish dance, like, you mm-hmm. paid for this. So then my grandma introduced me to um, this, my mentor today, her name is Coco Sarai, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and at 14, she was like, do you want to be a singer or do you want to be an artist? And I didn't understand the difference. Mm-hmm. And then she showed me that, like, being an artist is a full-time job being a singer you know you can just do backgrounds you can just right. sing in front of people but like you have yeah. to become your band your brand so at 14 she we was in her home studio and like i recorded i think i'm trying to remember i think it was home by like diana ross and mm-hmm. after that i was like i want to do this forever oh so, yeah wow. that's my story my long story <laughs> <laughs> no that's good i love that that's really interesting i love that your mentor was able to ask you you know, do you want to be a singer or do you want to be an artist? And then you touched on just the importance of really being a brand. Um, And that really reminds me of your latest single, Trader Joe. Um, It's really dope. 
super dope concept. The branding behind it is insane. So can you just talk to us about that and like how it came about? Oh, yes, of course. Um, First off, I'd like to thank my team because <laughs> they're amazing. And um, yeah, we put in a lot of time for Trader Joe. Mm-hmm. I think it really stemmed from our habits of doing more like a double entendre, just mm. trying to be more fun when it comes to promoting music because I feel like a lot of people forget that that's an important part of being an artist is, yes, it's to have good quality music and music that people will love, but also to also have content that mm-hmm. people will enjoy right. and that they won't forget. So, like, even if somebody doesn't like the song, they'll be like, oh, this is the girl that's wearing a Trader Joe bag. Why? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because I'm a singer and I have a single. And I think the inspiration behind that just really came from the first line of the song. And then I was like, how can we, like, you know, promote this song? Like, how can we get everybody's attention? And then I'm just like, let's just play off, like, you know, Trader Joe. Mm-hmm. So then we took it and we literally ran with it. And I think that's just been our thing ever since with the whole rollout. Yeah, it's really dope for sure. And it's amazing. And I also feel like you are really, like, expressing yourself on that song, um, you know, Talking about somebody that, you know, maybe has you messed up. (laughs) So, no. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask, you know, how important is just being vulnerable in your music, would you say, as an artist? Uh, that's It's very important because I feel like I go back and forth with this a lot because it's Mm -hmm. like your music is like your baby. It's like your little diary. It's so precious. And it's like, it's hard to just take something and like rip it out of your book and give it to the world. Mm. So it was very, it w- I don't think it was difficult, but it's just something that I go back and forth with myself a lot. Like how much do I want people to know no. about me? Or like, you know, sometimes it's beautiful because music can also be interpreted so differently. Cause mm-hmm. like, I probably wouldn't have been through that situation, which I have though, but I'm <laughs> like, and nobody would know, but as long as it resonates with others, I've fulfilled my you know job as an artist. But, yeah, sometimes it's it's hard because I'm like, I don't want people to hear this. Like, this is just for me. Mm. But other times I'm like, oh, this is what I'm doing it for, so. Right. And when you are placing, you know, those moments of, like, this is hard. Like, I don't know if I do want to put this out. What are things that you tell yourself to, like, I guess, overcome that? I think it's just the support of of my tribe. I say the people that I'm surrounded by who are Mm -hmm. just reassuring that, like, it's okay. Like, don't be afraid to give yourself, you know, to others and, like, you know, to an extent. Like, mm-hmm. always having boundaries of how much you're giving to them. But I feel like it's a battle between me, but, like, just the support of others just reassuring me that, like, it's okay, it's okay. So I kind of need that little push. Or, yeah. Or we probably wouldn't even be here. Trey <laughs> would probably still be on my computer. In the archives. <laughs> In the archives. Yeah. No, that's dope for sure. And you... You know, you've been talking about just, like, your team and your tribe. So I always like to ask artists when they come here, you know, how important would you say is having a team as an artist? And, of course, like, how how was your team formed? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> um, I think it's really important because it's – you can't – in this life, we cannot do things alone, for mm. sure. Like, yes, we were born in this world alone. <laughs> like, I mean, by ourselves entering. But when we entered, there was thousands of others. So it's like, you have to utilize that. It's like, this can't always be a one-woman show. Like, right. you need to have supporters on your side who sees your vision, who you can support, who you can shine the light on as well. But um, it was really random how I built my team. <laughs> um, I was very passionate about this one project, Mango. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have this vision. 
I just need support. Mm. So I went to school with Alma, who's my A&R and marketing mm-hmm. manager, and we went to college together. So we were doing like a lot of like DIY shoot some content, and we were having shows in school. So like we were hustling in school, hanging up posters, promoting shows. So we were like really prepping ourselves to where we are now without even expecting mm, it. And then okay. um, my creative director and strategist, Zora, mm. um, I went to high school with her, and she always had this energy, like, of just, like, passion. Mm. And, like, I don't even know what the hell she wanted to do, for real. So I just, like, <laughs> hit her up. I was like, hey, um, I want to do this project, and I'm not really sure what you're doing with your life right now, but, but would you I like to you. be a part of it? <laughs> So then I set up a meeting with her, Alma, and my stylist, Serena, who actually I've known in dance school. Mm. And I've known her since we were 10. And she's been styling me since, like, I had a first photo shoot. I think I was, like, 16. And Mm. she had to be, like, 14 years old. So we were children playing around, and now, like, she eats every time. So, like, Mm -hmm. um, I had a meeting with both of them. All three of them in February of 2021. Mm-hmm. And now we've been inseparable ever since. And we had Mango, Things I Never Said, Trader Joe, and so many other exciting projects coming out. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I love how it was really organic. Um, and you knew everyone, like, from a past, like, encounter. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to, you know, for people to just, who are watching this, to learn that, like, networking across is really important but also that you really never know like who you meet and how they'll like impact your life later on yeah or who you stay next to because <laughs> i'm go wherever you go we're about to go <laughs> okay to the moon <laughs> to the moon so she will have me back again yes more <laughs> and i will support forever <laughs> i love it i love it mm-hmm. i love it I always like to ask my artists, what is it like being in the studio? Because I've heard some of the craziest things. Some people have to record in the dark. Some people, they need the liquor got to be on deck. This one girl (laughs) told me she has to have a blanket like it's mandatory. Mm. So what is it like for you? Um, definitely no liquor on deck for me because it would be (laughs) zero focus. Um, (laughs) I need to be... Zen. present yes um i definitely know that i cannot record with shoes on and it sucks because sometimes it grosses me out like if i'm not in like a studio where i really know i'm like i'm gonna take my shoes off but like that's the only way i feel grounded for real like mm. not to be cliche but seriously like i feel like i have to feel everything and um yeah so i never record with my shoes on but i think it just has to be a safe space for me if that's with people that i genuinely trust or if it's just me and my engineer, if it's just me and my team, sometimes when it's like outsiders, like energy is really important. So mm. to me, so if it's like, if I'm not super like, you know, comfortable with you, or if I really don't know you, if you're, if I've never met you before, I feel like I wouldn't invite you to a session because like, this is my safe space. So right. I'm just like very like aware of who, who I bring in right. there. Like, it's not about to be the like, yeah, we all pulling up to it's the not studio, a and Taylor got the Casamigos. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're coming in there peaceful. Um, yeah, so it just depends on the energy surrounding surrounding me and like no shoes. No shoes. <laughs> no shoes. No shoes allowed in my studio, guys. No shoes really got it. That's 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 a, I didn't hear that one yet. I'm I'm glad you shared that with us for sure. But I do think it's really important to create the space that you want as an artist and especially you know, if you are going to be vulnerable, right? Because I think mm-hmm. that goes back to the point of, like, having your tribe and, like, having people that will make you feel yeah. okay creating that type of music. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really important yeah. as well. 
Now, something I want to get into is that, like, I noticed you do a little bit of R&B. You tapped into a little bit of, like, soca, Afro, fusion, I would say. So, how important is, like, not boxing yourself in as an artist? Because I feel like when viewing your music, mm -hmm. it is very diverse, but you also do it well. And I think that's very important because we are in an era of, artists tapping into different genres but I don't think everyone can do it well yeah. so I do want to talk to you about that and just like how how was that process and like how did you get to that point of just being so diverse mm -hmm. okay, I appreciate that thank you um I think I'm still learning that and mm -hmm. I'm really going through this phase of just making sure I release things that feel good mm. and what it doesn't matter the genre it may be sometimes it's just like if it's a soca song that I just wrote and I'm like drawn to it I'm just like mm, this feels good I need to release this mm -hmm. or if it's like an R&B song something like Trader Joe it's like completely different from Mango right and it's like but these are two projects that are very like personal to me and I was passionate about but because it felt good in the moment I was like I need to share this so I'm still learning mm -hmm. how to just let it flow without trying to place myself in a box because sometimes that's what the industry wants you to do right. I feel. so I'm just learning to be free and just really produce music that feels good to me with while still being authentically mm -hmm. myself so yeah. that's so for sure I mm -hmm. love that and I think that's really important and a lot of artists can relate to that um, and I think that's great advice for any creative as well. Like, you know, just really staying true to who you are and to your point of, like, releasing stuff that feels good. Mm -hmm. Because as a creative, you know when something is, like, bullshit, yeah. for lack of a better word. Like, no, yeah, for <laughs> real. I so, was like, mm, this is not me. So it's like, if you know, you know, okay? Literally. So we talked about you tapping into different genres, you know, not being in a box. Now, I have to ask, if you could collab with any artist across, like, any genre, mm -hmm. who would it be and why? Uh, I definitely want to say Drake. <laughs> why is he and so popular? I know. Wow, I we literally say. have a Drake. We have a Drake. Look, yeah, we have a Drake uh, Nothing was the same. In Drake. Here. I do love Drake. I um, love him. A lot of artists come up here and say Drake, but why Drake? I have to ask. I would say Drake and, like, Rihanna. I'll tell you why, though. Ooh, because we love Rihanna. She do we think she's ever gonna come back? She has to because I need to collab with her. So know. before she, she pops out these, another baby, she keep having these kids. She's just trying to get it out so that she can come back to the music. I feel you, girl. Like pop the babies out and look in the, the studio. <laughs> I would say them because they're extremely versatile. Mm. Like they're so like like you can throw Drake on a. I feel confident you could throw Drake on a soca a soca song and he will make it himself. Yeah, you know he fake wanna be Jamaican. He so. want he wanna be Jamaican so bad, <laughs> but I'm saying like like it took a Canadian man <laughs> to hop up on a track with like WizKid and mm -hmm. Popcorn and all that stuff. So it's just like Yeah, I could see that. And vibe. it's but you know it's him. And mm -hmm. it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like like, you know, fake. It just it genuinely feels like, oh, this is Drake. Like, okay. and then we okay, whatever he does. Like, if I tell you guys I want to sing Taylor Swift tomorrow, you will be so confident in me because you think it'll sound good. I hope so. <laughs> and then I'll be on a freaking country track. But I'm just saying, like, Drake is so versatile, so I would definitely love to collaborate with him because mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, he gets it. Like Same that. with Rihanna. I don't think she's in a box either. Yeah, because I feel like she was doing, like, R&B. She tapped into a little bit of rock. Pop. Um, yeah, she was on like the the like reggae dance hall vibe when she first came out. Mm -hmm. So I definitely see that for her. But 
Rihanna, I don't know if she's coming back. <laughs> I hope she does. I want her to, but like, I just feel like she doesn't care. I mean, if I'm a billionaire, I might not care either. Me too. Like, if I'm like, uh, I don't really feel like singing today. Woo, y'all will not catch me. I'll be in my Fenty pajamas somewhere. And then it's also like, she literally makes money in her sleep still. Yeah. And I'm going to still support you, girl. But Rihanna, <laughs> if you come back. We bring you on the show and we win a session. <laughs> yeah, okay. So if you're seeing this, don't play. Don't play with me. We love you, though. Period. So I know you mentioned um, you grew up in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. New York. I have to ask you about like the music scene in New York right now because there's like so many artists coming out of New York. Who are some people that you like right now? Or just like, what are your thoughts? Because I feel like New York is like really having this moment. Yeah, it's it's having moments. Um, I I love Ice Spice. <laughs> I love to get a little ratchet sometimes. Um, but yes, definitely love Ice Spice. I'm an Ice Spice girl right now, so I'm a full supporter. She's in her mood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's in her mood, little deli. Um, but um, I'm a full supporter of Ice Spice. I really love what she's doing to New York and for New York, and again, being authentically herself. Mm, yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, shout out to us. And shout out to Ice Spice and shout out to all the New Yorkers. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Like, I, I feel like the thing with New York is that I do see a lot of artists working more together as well. Very true. So I'm, I'm really loving, like, the unity because I think that definitely helps, like, push the culture forward. Mm -hmm. so. A thousand percent. And it's a lot of females, too. I love that. Like, Lola Brooke, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, shout out to us. We're doing shout it. Shout out to the girls. Yes, to the girls <laughs> are doing it. Especially now, just York. being, speaking of the girls and just being, you know, like a woman in the music industry, a black woman at that, mm -hmm. what has your experience been like? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I feel like my experience as I'm still finding my way through the industry has mm -hmm. been very interesting. Um, but I try to, again, keep myself extremely grounded and always be truthful to who I am and where right. I come from. And not forgetting how I look and how things may be, how things can come across to other people or said to me and just not internalizing them. So mm. I feel like I always, I'm a, I'm a woman of faith, so I always just try to find peace in anything that I feel, again, with energy from whether it's just being in a male-dominant industry mm -hmm. or just like, you know, not people of our color, but always just remembering who I am and not letting anybody determine that for me. So I'm a very grounded person and I always, whenever something feels off, like I got to just step away and I got to come back and I got to pray on it. And I'll be like, okay, where were we again? Right. Because if I let that consume me, which I've had before, mm -hmm. I don't think I would be the healthiest of people at all. So yeah, I love that. Um, I definitely think like just being in the industry, you really do have to have those moments of like, I always like to say, none of this is real. I feel like being in, like, entertainment as a whole, like, sometimes it's very easy to get extremely consumed by it. But, like, it's always good to really take the moment to, like, step out, right? A thousand And then you percent. see, like, so much more of what mm -hmm. life really is. So I think that's a dope a dope point for real. Yeah, because not everybody is for you either. Or not everything is for you. Every opportunity that may seem so like mm. high and mighty, it's like, again, with like supporting those who are around you and not like above you, if mm -hmm. you want to say it in that sense. But like, yeah, I think it's just important to just really read the room <laughs> and not just go after everything that seems exciting because it probably isn't for you. You get in those doors and it's like, 
smack in the face. But right, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely has to be strategic. Now, speaking of rooms, I did see you recently had a show. I did. How did it go? <laughs> it looked really good. Thank you. Um, It was good. I haven't performed, actually, this entire year. We were oh. taking a little bit of a break to just focus more on, like, the music and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, it felt really good to be back on stage. So I'm excited for 2024 and more opportunities. So, yeah, I was excited. That's good. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, how do you feel like internally when you perform? Like I have people come up here and say like they feel like performing is like a special high or all this crazy stuff. So what is it like for you? <sighs> I would have to say I I get so nervous. Like it's crazy. Sometimes it depends on the room or the show or like the beginning is always like okay, whoa, somebody just pushed you out there. And then, like, in the middle, I start feeling free. Mm. And I start having more fun. I'm really getting into the habit of just trying to just go straight into it with that energy. But I love, excuse me, Mm -hmm. I love to perform. I love to entertain. Um, I think I'm the same off and on stage. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing, like, really extravagant. Like, oh, Mia's about to blow us away. She's about to be Sasha Fierce. It's literally the same girl. So it's like, little quirky little goofy here and there but i love to entertain so like i love performing a lot that's the that's my favorite part actually of being an artist is Mm. is performing so okay i love that and i'm definitely ready for more shows in 2024 yes i'm gonna just send me the details so i could pull up because it sounds it sounds like you're you know you're really gonna be putting on more shows for us yes i can't wait for you to come yeah it's gonna be (laughs) and now my final question if you could leave your supporters with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, always remember, y'all, that I'm the main. <laughs> I'm the mango queen. No, I'm joking. Um, if it's one thing, I would want everybody to remember me by or leave mm-hmm. off with me. Is that go stream Trader Joe and become a mango seed and follow me and join us through this journey. Awesome. I love it. Well, I just want to thank you so much. Give your handle so everyone can follow you, all that jazz. Yes, you can follow me at Who's Mia Taylor, Who's Mia Taylor on everything. Mm -hmm. And um, shout out to you because thank thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming. It was definitely, definitely, definitely fun. And of course, we're wishing you nothing but the best.